What is it like to live in a haunted house? Kelly Hodson joins us tonight with her eyewitness experiences in her house in Bellbrook, Ohio, that were documented on My Ghost Story, streaming on Disney+. Plus. Not sponsored. From swinging pots and pans to playing fetch with the dog, she has some stories to tell. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another wonderful episode of the Hometown Haunts podcast. I am your host, Kat Cloco, and along with me on this endeavor into the endless mysteries from around the world are my friends, Christina Wald and Jen Kohler. And forgive me, everyone, I am recovering from bronchitis, so if I sometimes sound like a teenage boy with a crackling voice, that is why. Um, And going on to some news... Just we're just jumping into it because we got two exciting guests on the show. You can see us at Frogman Fest 2024 on March 2nd in Loveland, Ohio, at the Love at the Oasis Convention Center. Uh, Corpse Flower Press is debuting an all-new comic book, Frogman Funnies. It will be great. We have a lot of fun stuff. I think all three of us will be there, and Tim will be doing signings of Frogman Funnies. I will also be at Alaska Robotics Minicon in Juneau, Alaska. It will be at the Alaska State Museum on April 27th, 2024. And Christina, would you like to tell all of our fine listeners about your Transylvania trip? Yes, we are doing two itineraries in June. So if you want to sketch in Transylvania and see all the cool medieval architecture and castles where the fictional Dracula lived, let me note that for all of the vampire lore in Transylvania. Uh, Castle Bran actually, they don't even know if he actually was ever there. Uh, Vlad Tepish was borrowed by Bram Stoker for his books, but it's still a lot of fun. Um, There's a lot of really cool castles and we're going to be doing a two-week itinerary the first two weeks of June and a 10-day itinerary after that. And the 10-day is mostly Transylvania and we'll travel around. There's all these wonderful medieval villages. I'm sure there's lots of haunting. Some of the hotels we stay at have been like, I don't want to say they weren't called hotels, but they've been places where people stayed since like the 1500s. And um, we still are looking for a few people. We've got a bunch of people signed up, but we are still looking for a few more. So if you're interested in going to Transylvania and sketching, uh, you know, hit me up at sketchingtours.com. Oh, yeah. That always looks so exciting to go. We do so it is cool really things. fun. It is really fun. And the people are really nice. We've hired some um, of local artist friends that we made last time we were there to do some workshops. One is a really wonderful watercolor artist. And uh, the other is a really amazing urban sketcher. They're both amazing urban sketchers. They do slightly different techniques. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You want to pay me to go and take pictures? <laughs> you would You would love it, Jen. You'd take the I best would. pictures. I really want to go. I would give you a digital recorder and tell you to record EVPs. Oh, I'll bet there's a ton of stuff. Yeah, there. that'd be fun. Oh. There's there's one place called um, Sigishwara, which is a medieval citadel. It's kind of like Toledo in Spain, except people still live there. And it's dates back. And you could get a book about the history of this place. And it's invasion after invasion. Lots of flames. Lots of, you know invasions from different areas and it's sort of one tragedy after another (laughs) so i'm sure that there are quite a lot of ghosts in this old citadel lots of dead people yeah think now (laughs) you know when i was looking through the book i would because it was fully illustrated i I was thinking i'm glad i didn't have to illustrate this you know a lot of things on fire Burninating the countryside, burninating the cottages. Yes. So, all right. But we, On di- that we digress. Note, <laughs> we're going to introduce tonight's guests. So, tonight we have special guests Kelly Hodgson and Shelly Souter. And uh, Kelly worked as a teacher in elementary education for 25 years. Woo, go Kelly. Uh, she is a fourth generation Hodgson in Bellbrook, Ohio. In 1995, she bought 
her family's first home built in the 1850s. The family moved to Bellbrook in the 1920s. She currently works with her husband and his company and has four children. The youngest is in eighth grade, still at home, and they have experienced paranormal activity in the house. Belly Suter is a single mom of two sons, a former tour guide at the Ohio State Reformatory, paranormal investigator conducting experiences, and uh, you've been capturing them since the early 1990s. She is, I got a lot of questions. We got <laughs> because I'm a paranormal investigator too. We're going to geek out about this kind of stuff. She has investigated the house and currently works in healthcare. And I tip my hat to you because healthcare work is super difficult. So welcome to the show. Yay. Thank you, Thank you I for wish having we had a clap So we could go, yay. Yay. Oh. <laughs> yes. Um, so I'm excited to have you on the show. Christina and I did watch the episode. I just did today. And uh, it's fun because it covers so many different ghost stories. One on the USS Salem, which that was fun. And because uh, I've been there and my grandfather was on that boat. What? So it was right before your story. And I'm like, this is so serendipitous. Awesome. Yeah. But your story was amazing compared to the other one. Sorry, everyone else. Because <laughs> you are in the house. You're able to live the experiences and you're still there. And you have the camera pointed towards the area where Howard Sr. Is a senior or junior that junior, may junior. pop around? Yeah, junior? junior? Oh, yeah. yay. Our favorite. So, <laughs> so yeah. tell us about yourselves. What got you into the paranormal? Well, she moved into it. Yeah, you moved into it. And I find it amazing that you moved into the house that your family used to be living in. And have you? And one of the things... I did, sorry, so many questions. And it's one is, do you see your own relatives walk through the um, house? Actually, what's weird is, first of all, I thought, mm, okay, how can that be scary if that's who I make, uh, if, if that's who I need? But I actually worked at the bank right here in town. And then Howard Sr., who owned this house until the early 90s, uh, he was maintenance at the time. And so I met him. He ended up being the one that we met first in the house as a haunt. Well, except for the little girl. Um, excuse me. I met him first because I thought my house was on fire every night because he smoked a pipe and he would walk the halls. Um, his son would come visit because our house fell into disrepair. So this is how I learned the stories about his dad and put this together. Um, but he was always a, a serious man and not a lot of words, usually had a frown. So he was kind of grumpy, but he was never mean. He was never hateful. He was never rude. And so I worked with him in my I don't know, early 20s. So again, it's not somebody I feared because I knew him on the other side. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that is quite a connection that a lot of people that encounter paranormal experiences do not have mm -hmm. with who they are basically communicating with. So yeah. that makes it wonderful. And, and Bellbrook was such a small town. So um, when my nephew wanted to have a ghost hunt, we were out of town and Shelly hosted it for them. And she took them around the house and they took pictures and she sent me a picture while I'm on vacation. And she said, I just need to know if you had a picture of a woman's face on your beach bag. And I'm like, um, no, not that I recall. And she sent me the picture and I was like, oh, I know who that is. That's Howard's sister. That's Naomi. Oh, wow. And she's not on my beach bag. No, no, she wasn't. She was wow. here. in beach bag adjacent. <laughs> and, and, and I, at the time, the picture that got sent, I was more worried about the skeleton that was hanging from my coat rack that she did not <laughs> see because she's trying to figure out the, the face on the beach bag. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So, Shelly, how did you get involved with the house? Oh, um, long story short, I got adopted. She, um, I moved to town because so I could be close to Kelly after we became best friends in the nineties, our kids were little, 
and I was still tending bar and I was still um, going to the prison on weekends to, to host tours, et cetera. And just by happenstance, my new best friend lives in the most haunted house in the center of town. And um, I had already gotten a lot of um, evidence capture under my belt, just working at the reformatory and branching out to begin investigations at like Prospect Place and um, Waverly and Bobby Mackey's and such. And so having a haunt spot right around the corner from me with unlimited access was just the tits. So I, um, I came over often and, you know, she alerted me whenever something new occurred, which yeah. I'm, this is my theory after being here for so many years is Kelly's house is situated in such a way I'm, she's right at the center of a crossroads. Um, also ley lines on, on the lands are almost exactly where the footprint of her home is. Okay. That plus the history, which you you've read up on about magnetic springs and uh, what our town went through mm -hmm. during that period. It, it seems to be a way station here. I'm not going to go all Zach douchebaggins and call it a portal, but it is definitely a place, a stopping place um, for folks that are on their way to wherever they're on their way to. Yeah. So earlier before we started the interview and Christina and Jed, just chime in if you have any questions. I don't want to take over everything, um, but what is the history of the house? You did mention it was a boarding house at one point. Did it start life in the 1850s as one? Was it a private residence and then converted well, to one? It was actually a private home. And mm -hmm. he was the town undertaker. Or the Fun. So to speak. So I don't know if he just built the coffins or if they came to the house. I think across the street was actually where the funeral mm -hmm. home was. Yeah. Um, so the boarding house would have happened during World War II. Okay. Um, we've got still like the deadbolts on the doors upstairs, which I thought was kind of odd for the bedrooms, but they're the original to the 40s. And so mm -hmm. when Howard went to war and the wife is here, she took in boarders because housing was, you know, so difficult. So I don't know if there was just an additional family upstairs or if there were two in and out for the however many years he was gone. Yeah. Yeah. The, the reason why I ask is that could contribute to the reason why you have so many spirits going in and out and mm -hmm. do the way station, basically. It's yeah. a very good well, way of putting it. We still have the contemporaries, like, you know, the guy from Staples and the kid that I saw, uh, her oh, friend a couple Chris, months ago. Her friend and... Chris's sister passed and, and stopped here. Okay. Before she moved on. Yeah. We there keep were... on alert when somebody dies. That seems to be like a three-day period that yeah. they might end up showing up here before they move on. I know that really well. <laughs> yes. How do they make themselves known? Ooh, any number of ways. Oh my God. Um if here, especially, and I'm I specialize in electronic voice capture and, and, and analysis, and I use two methods because um, one, I don't know if you girls are are into this, but try this, try this for me the next time you're on site, because um, everybody has this this you know throbbing paranormal hard on this ghost boner about using electronic devices which is awesome um but i time travel i will go straight back to walmart and ask the dude behind the counter where a cassette is because i learned that that uh conducting evp experiments using old school techniques like like a magnetic cassette old school tape recorder versus what we're used to now the handheld uh recorder the digital recorder they pick up on two different frequencies. Girls, the, the tapes capture evidence below 20,000 hertz. So 
so the, the grumpy growlers, the ones that can't get enough juice to, to talk loud enough for you to hear them, that's why you want the cassette. The, the digis, over 200,000 hertz. Okay. So those are the rapid speakers, the ones that you you can't follow because when you're when you're listening to it, it sounds like gibberish, and then you have to slow it down, right? Mm-hmm. This place is never ending. EVP juice. Just I have not been here and not gotten a capture. Not in wow. four years. Wow. wow, that's impressive. That is. And Did it's I ever all do anything of... creepy? Sorry. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes. Mostly it's not. I'm well. It, it's not. In the 30 years, I've almost lived here 30 years, I can probably count five times Where you were scared. that I would leave for my parents or I would call Shelly and say, I'm not hanging out here. Okay. Um, but that's it. Most times there's still a lot of activity, but it's not like so ridiculous it's not so scary. that you can't sleep or you can't you know it, it there's not there's no safe place or no safe time to be naked here i'll say that <laughs> without we do warn our guests to watch yeah. out for the dead guy in the bathroom mm-hmm. oh how come there's always a dead guy in the bathroom oh, there's always a perv yeah yeah, don't be a perv after death. Come on, I know, Honestly. right? <laughs> don't go to the Stanley like Hotel. When you're alive. Yeah, it's it's weird. Bathrooms are just always so super haunted. Right. I want to write a book on that. Anyway, <laughs> um, I think Bobby Mackey's would be in right. there. Like so, like so many places have haunted bathrooms. But what are the types of haunts that are the most common in your house? visual i would say probably the lady yeah the headless lady oh her party trick is she likes to show herself from the feet up Mm -hmm. but um i don't know if she's actually headless or we've stopped her before she's ever gotten to the shoulders she's she's buffering (laughs) (laughs) oh don't make me laugh oh sorry she's not bloody then (laughs) no no not at all it's just um I had said something to Christina earlier about my kids would say things to me when I moved in here and I would never call them. I would never call them out on a story. I would just say, Oh, why don't you sleep with me tonight? Because I didn't know what to say in the first place. And we kind of kept our stories to ourselves for a long time. But then as things would happen, the same stories would come out. So for instance, my daughter thought she would sleep on the couch, which we call the purple room where the lady likes to hang out. Um, She couldn't sleep. She came down to the couch. She's watching television. My son is maybe 10 at the time. And he is like glow in the dark white in the winter. And he came downstairs in his boxers and walked past her. And I heard a scream. My bedroom's dad was downstairs then. And he's, I hear him say, I just, I just have to go to the bathroom. (laughs) He goes to the bathroom. I hear him walk back through and I came out and I was like, you scared your sister, did you? And he's like, not on purpose. I just had to go to the bathroom. So I walked out to my daughter and I'm like, are you okay? And she goes, there's just this woman right here. And she points to the exact same place that I had seen her. And she goes, she just keeps trying to show herself. And she's freaking me out. Oh. So I'm sorry for your daughter, but also for the the lady in the purple room. Yeah. I don't want to call her the purple lady, but um we think yeah. we we got an EVP um well, one of one of my girlfriends who's gifted expressed that she calls herself Nancy and she swears to be damned that she is a Berry Hill, which as we we talked before the show, um, is another old family from from town. Right. Why she would have been here. I know yeah. we, we can't figure that out and going back in the history of because I did talk to my great aunt uh in fact i had two of them come down here when we moved in to tell me what the house used to look like and who they rented from but even that name doesn't translate to penowitz or 
there's a bunch in between, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Families can get diverse very quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially and in smaller towns. Served many incarnations. Yeah. So. Yeah. My husband's family's like that in Indiana. Like they're everywhere, but they, they all have different surnames at some point. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 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 I understand that. Um, so that's interesting about the lady in the purple room or Nancy is what you're calling her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. I like the fact that she is just buffering and not completely. Yeah, she yeah. just can't. can't all it's the just way. the reverse. Usually, they go head first, and then you don't see the feet. Right. But I am. I am actually very curious because I'm into costumes. Um, can you describe what her dress looks like? It's ankle length for sure. Yep. Okay. Um, not not touching the ground. You can see her feet. Mm-hmm. Then you can see the bottom of the of skirt. I saw her shoes. You know. Yeah. Well. What did her shoes look like? Like, I'm just interested in but all of that. I, I just saw like the pointy black, uh, probably boots, but you could only see the toe of them. Okay. And then the dress, leather button ups. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And the dress is dark in color. Uh, the one time that I did visually witness her, I m- maniacally snapped photos just over and over and over. Um, but I, got nothing of course except for misty or nonsense yeah. which, you know yeah it's a non-issue for yeah. any any pattern to the dress any color other than dark no i i just think dark no yeah. and a single skirt there wasn't like a petticoat or a layer of any sort no no apron okay uh, she didn't have yeah. she didn't have a belt I, I didn't get that far. I told her she could stay. I just didn't want to see her. <laughs> oh, okay. I get that. It's it's fun what? because talking to eyewitnesses who have seen apparitions, you can actually date when an apparition was around by what they're wearing. Oh, wearing. sure, sure. Yeah, and really, I've done that at Gettysburg. Hmm? Yeah, we just started with smells, so yeah. I could smell one of the spirits that was here. So actually, to then see one it's just been baby steps for me i've never been like no they don't exist which is i'm sure why we've experienced what we have but um i i have to i have to do it slowly yeah <laughs> i don't i don't watch ghost movies or anything on television i don't want to encourage who lives here to like you know come out <laughs> too hard so she she also she the benefit of of cohabitation is coming to terms on an almost immediate basis. When when Kelly first took the home over and began making it her own and recognized all these things that were happening, she right away initiated a middle ground, initiated a truce rather than um, fighting the phenomena or, or reacting in fear or cultivating fear in her children. It became a side effect of occupying the space. So it didn't get frightening for anybody or dangerous. The only caveat to that was when Howard Jr. passed away and started coming back pissed off. Oh, yeah. And then things, things were a little abrupt, you know. Yeah. Care to elaborate? Well, much like any man I've ever dated, <laughs> Howard doesn't have um, a sense of timing, no frame of reference for manners. His uh, presence would quite literally blow through the kitchen via this entryway, mm-hmm. um, scare the the. The factual shit out of the dog every time, every time. Oh, and um, you know, rattle our cages in so much that he was demanding pay attention, pay attention to me, very interactive, mm-hmm. not residual in any stretch. He was not just passing through like your dead grandma, he mm-hmm. was showing up saying, This is my home. Uh-huh. Um, right along with, you know, the cliche get out. Right. Mm-hmm. Did you meet him in life when he was alive? 
I did not. Did you? I might have it, but it was. Gosh, I'm trying to think how much older he probably would have at been. Like church or something. Uh, yeah, I. I mean, in passing, would we have had a conversation? No. Huh. Okay. So, how frequently does he show up? Yeah. There was a. Um... Well, there was a time that he showed up to every party and he made himself known. Yeah. <laughs> He didn't miss one. Yeah. And then the schedule there was always a party her. trick going on yeah. too somewhere. The curtains blew up. The dog went crazy. Yeah. Get out of my house. I'm trying to sleep. Yeah. No, girl. I'm trying to poop. Get out of my bathroom. <laughs> when, yeah. we were talking, when we were talking on the phone, you had mentioned that there was a, a little girl that took your daughter on a tour. Yes. When we first moved in, um, gosh, that was probably the first week we lived here. This little girl in a white nightgown showed up to my daughter, my oldest, uh, who would have been uh, going into fourth grade that that fall. And uh, so my we're all sleeping downstairs because the house is not up to code yet. So we're all sleeping in the front room together. But this little girl came to visit her and told her how she talked so strangely like she said odd words like cool and awesome and um then she took my daughter on a tour of the house and told her the names of everyone that slept in the rooms and i, I did not know shelly at the time and i can remember i'm trying to be like super cool listening to everything and i was like oh my god the hair on the back of my neck is standing up and she's like and i want to tell you their names and i was like okay <laughs> But I don't want to write them down because it might be true. <laughs> and then not only did she finish with the family that lived here, then she took me outside in the perimeter of the house. And she told me that where the police station is now behind us, that that was a cornfield and the streets were uh, dirt. And she took me back to the 1860s because she talked about the women with the huge bell skirts, the really big skirts. And um, I'm trying to think what else she, she had to say. Did she tell you where the dishes were buried? No, that was my sister. Oh, okay. Well, my sister's also met them. We've had some encounters with um, painting and some kind of fun with that kind of stuff as well. But um, my sister came to help me paint and we're painting the baseboard. We're only on the floor of the room but a drop of paint hit her in the head. Ooh. And um, she had said she'd had a dream about a lady that was uh, telling her about her dishes, which a few weeks later, I found the same blue and white dishes my sister had described buried in the backyard. Um, Whoa. And when she left the house that night, I think that maybe the ghost took a little tour with her because she went um, into the house She's cleaning herself up and telling her husband about what had just happened. And she's like, oh, my gosh, I forgot something. She went out in the car to grab it. And she said as soon as she touched the handle, the locks went down and she was locked out. Wow. Oh, no, no. You're not supposed to follow me home. No, no. No, no, no. You stay where you, you're at. Don't come yeah. at me. <laughs> yeah. So I think yeah. everyone here has had their own little private encounter, including my uh well, two, the other two daughters. Lila didn't talk about it forever, my youngest, but Tiffany only noticed them um, when Brittany wasn't listening, the oldest, or I think I told Christina about when they were gone and I heard the, the noises upstairs. And when my daughter came back, all the dresser drawers were out of her dresser and they were upside down all over the, on the floor with all the clothes everywhere. Wow. Man, that's some poltergeist stuff. Oh, yeah, and I was shit. thinking I was calling nine one one, or I was just running out of the house. And she then had me watch her dog one night. <laughs> okay, because I live, I we live in this tiny little. I explain crossroads. I'm on um, Caddy Corner to where okay. she lives. My house was built in 1952, blissfully unhaunted. Even <laughs> though I've brought home so much stigmatized shit, you guys would be like. Have you learned nothing? <laughs> nothing. <laughs> but she had me watch the puppy. And um, I came over. It wasn't even dark yet. 
poured myself a drink and uh, the puppy's outside and all of Kelly's furniture upstairs begins to move. You can oh hear gosh. her bed scooching across the floor. You can hear things falling over, crashing. I, I froze. I did not have any equipment with me because I was just going to let Louie outside. That's all I was right. here for. But the shit hit the fan and it was brutally loud. And it went on for a good 40 seconds or more. I mean, it wasn't like a full five minutes. I wasn't sitting down here peeing my pants. I was, it, it was that brief to where I got to the top of the steps to find that nothing had been moved. There was absolutely no disturbance whatsoever. Although to hear it from, from where I stood, the top of the house was caving in. Yeah. Is that someone that just didn't want you there? Um, about that. The, the idea that, that activity is occurring around you because you're not welcome. I understand that it's prevalent. I get that. Um, cause that's the, the feeling that one absorbs when you enter into a room and then, you know, shit starts happening. Unless you're, you're Zach and somebody throws a brick and then you scream like a girl and bitch skip out of the anyway i think it's a misconception to assume th that what's occurring is because you're not welcome i think okay. what's occurring is likely multi-factored it's first of all your ability to tune into it which as you know as you girls know because you're all sensitives is subjective if, if you are a person that is a non-believer, a, a naysayer, then you're likely not going to experience anything. Um, but much like I tell everybody, if you're in a foreign country and you found one person that speaks your language, gotcha. who's the person you're going to reach out to, you know? No. Yeah. <laughs> And so they're just like, hi, I'm here, pay attention. Yeah. Yeah. You're the only person that speaks English. Mm. Yeah. Of course I'm going to reach out to you. I don't think that means you're not welcome. I think it means knock, knock, please listen. Yeah. And that's um, just the way that particular one knows how. Correct. Yeah. And conversely, when 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 folks want to get on my nuts about, about how, how all of us think we're psychic and I don't think that. I think that I spent a lot of time in France and I learned a little French. You know, I spent three years in a haunted prison and and figured out some stuff. Learned a little, yeah. I learned a new language. I you got say, to when you're at Ohio State Reformatory. Yeah. But I will yeah. say we're mo mostly more empathic than anything. And that just comes with the ovaries. It's not like it's special. Right. <laughs> It's, it's more that we have a special set of skills, you know, due to the fact that we're inherently maternal and, um, you know, we have cats. <laughs> yeah. It's, wow, you put it so really well. So when can well. I come over for a sleepover? <laughs> yeah, I think Jen's in oh, love Halloween. with you now. Yeah, um, for Halloween. We have a great party. It's yeah, it's... <laughs> You put it so well, though, explaining it as a foreign language, because at different events, people are like, well, how do you see these things? And I'm like, I just I just had to learn how to speak the language or I was hosed like it, it's some people who like I grew up in a very haunted house. And if I didn't figure out how to understand when things were about to hit the fan, um, I, I would have gotten a lot of actual things like your daughter's drawers um that sounds weird presser <laughs> drawers there we go um yeah. phone through the air could have hit me could have hit her if she was home at the time like yeah. you need to learn how to kind of decode you'd be on a thorazine drip at this point yeah yeah but, but here's the thing about that this is the part where this is why we stayed they were most upset when the kids were gone every other weekend at their dad's than when they were at the house. Mm -hmm. So the weekend 
that the dresser drawers are coming out and her room is a disaster is the weekend she's not home and they don't understand where she is. Yeah. Yeah. The environment's disrupted. And and Shelly has got so many voices on the stairs in distress because my youngest at the time was not home. And Mm -hmm. she would say, the child is not here. Yeah, Nancy thinks that she's in charge of watching the the children. So she did flip out Uh when the kids weren't present for her to care for. Mm -hmm. So she didn't understand. No. Where they went. Hmm. No. And this caused her alarm, which, you know, felt that. (laughs) Yeah. But that's that's good insight into why a house could be haunted Mm -hmm. that you get because you came in with such an open approach like we're not chasing you out we're here with you and then because you get to live there and experience life with them you can decode what they're trying to say which is the problem with some of these teams that come in for one night one night only and then they're gone and they're trying to explain everything well and when i went through my divorce howard senior like took over and he walked the house so every night I'm checking smoke detectors and making sure my house isn't on fire. That's him smoking a pipe, checking to make sure everybody's in their bedroom where they're supposed to be. So mm-hmm. Cameron, at the youngest at the time, would say, there's a grumpy man playing with my toys. And he didn't love that he was in his room, but he was not. He was more distressed that somebody was in there playing with his toys and he didn't look happy about it. That I mean, it, he wasn't like, he scared me. He's just like, I don't like him in there. So he yeah. comes sleep in my bed. Mm-hmm. Did you tell him, did you tell him about the, the T-Rex? The, oh no, yeah. I forgot about that. The, my son got a hand-me-down uh, T-Rex. It was know, like Godzilla like size. Yeah, Godzilla. Godzilla. Yeah. And um, it would, it was done. I mean, the battery life, we never changed. And like I said, it was probably five or six years old from a cousin by the time Cameron ended up with it. But that would speak to him through high school if he wasn't wow. getting out of bed. It, it would speak roar. to him? Yes. Wow. Would- <laughs> oh, oh, oh. wow. I Absolutely love that. Stuff, like I said, there would be weeks, weekends that things were like totally crazy. And I wasn't sure where we were sleeping or what we were going to do. But for the most part, even Howard, I felt very calm and very comforted as a new single mom, this calm that would come over you when he was out and walking the house. And I think I even told Christina one night, I was just, I needed to go have the cry. I'm waiting on the courts to say this or that. I got the kids. There's a lot going on. And I was like, I'll just, I'll be back. I'll be back in a few minutes. And I went to just, just let it all out. And there was a hand that was on my back comforting me when I was like at my worst and like woke me up, you know, and I was like, I'm I'm okay. And then I turned around and there's nobody there. Mm -hmm. So that's so sweet. That's important. Yeah. (laughs) A lot of this was, um, I felt safe here. Mm -hmm. Have they yeah. ever alerted you to something untoward in the house yeah. or someone was trying to get in and they're like, wake up or. Oh, it's pretty sleepy here. And and my house okay. is right by the police station. Oh, so we'd is. have to have some pretty stupid people trying to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right by is an understatement. She, I think it was more they alerted us to they were always wall. there. She shares a wall with the police station. Oh, okay. I don't, I would argue that we have had a couple of alerts um, as to, like she said, we are a sleepy town. We are a bedroom community. However, we live in a valley on a river and we have had some super scary, severe weather. And I do recall, God, what year was that? The tornado hit. Which one? The one that clobbered. Holly's sighting. Oh, it was Ike. It was Hurricane Ike. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When was that? 2010? That was forever. Shit. Yeah. I don't know. That hit here in Cincinnati, too. Yeah, I think it was 2012. 20, something like that. Yeah, like 
Yeah, early but teens. Right before then, her house got real active just all of the sudden. Um, the people that we were used to, of course, were speaking up, but then there were a lot of external extra oh, phenomena before the winds came. Hmm. Um, I remember being here over a weekend, me and my girlfriend, um, uh, another co-investigator, I hate that word, P.S. I'm going to go with ghost hunter because I don't investigate shit. I capture, <laughs> I capture what I can um and you know hopes that hope that it aligns with what's been going on before then the the term investigator lends i don't know it feels phony it feels it feels fake it can be slightly academic for what we're doing yeah Yeah. talking to things in the dark for real and most of the time it's a bum stakeout it's eight (laughs) hours of talking to yourself yes and wishing you hadn't quit smoking in 2014. <laughs> yeah. To Watching the house centipedes crawl up the walls. Yeah. Nope. Oops. No. But we had, we did have a little bit of a paranormal um, gird your loins, please, incoming mm-hmm. before that storm. And and most of us were up without power. She's not because she's next door to the police station. Their power lines are buried. It's bullshit. But, um, I was out of power for 11 days and most Whoa. of the ground was in... A what year was this? Was this, you said 2014? 2010. Because I, I remember when everybody's power was out. Yeah. but It was like, but, child, it was Lord of the Flies yeah. on Lower Hillside. Oh, we like, ran we, a hotel here. Yeah. I, we did. We did all the laundry for people. We had the refrigerator and the extra freezer we ran an extension cord to the neighbor next door Mm -hmm. i'm like we were the one house in bellbrook that didn't lose power with the police station but her dead people were like excuse please we have a problem and too many people it was a day before yeah wow wow Wow. that's cool Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i didn't lose power thankfully but i know people I don't think we did either for a that. A lot of people did for like a couple weeks. Well, I was Amish. Yeah. I had yeah. to make I had to make coffee on the grill. And <laughs> coffee you can chew. Yeah. It's not okay. My brother-in-law worked here every day for they were like, don't come into work. I think he was here for two or three weeks. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. well that's so, nice of you to share your resources. Yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, but I can I can just imagine Howard and Howard Jr. and the and Nancy going, who, what, why, who are all these people? We're usually the thoroughfare, not you guys. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And then the additional extras every once in a while. Now I got a whole brigade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what's funny? That the more and more that I talk to people that have had these experiences is that it really isn't scary. It movies have screwed us up and it's not like that at all and i think if it were more dramatic people would be more maybe more inclined to believe it or because yeah they were like crash symbols i i I think the drama is trying to tell someone that hasn't experienced it what you've just witnessed yeah Mm -hmm. so one of the one of our friends that Gosh, how old was she when she passed? 20 something? Yeah. She was 26. She, she she was still living at home. And we went to the family's house and I actually saw her there. And I kicked my husband because I wanted him to look. But he thought I wanted to go home. So he didn't pay any attention to me. <laughs> so I told him about it later. Um I think the very next day I walked in and she's sitting on my couch in the family room. Wow. Um, and then I worked with her mother. So I I always wanted to tell her I thought she looked beautiful and she looked very at peace. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you say that? That Those are the shocking parts. Mm-hmm. So for her, one day we're at school. I'm teaching. She's the librarian. I commented on a ring she was wearing. I told her it was pretty. And she said, it was her daughter Mandy's, and, and and then it just all came out like vomit. Well, you know I've seen her, and she blah, 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 and I just kept going, and then I ran away. <laughs> well, 
Absolutely. It's, it's an emotional donor. I told her, right, in the middle of a work yes. day, more children coming into her class. And then I took off. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> that is, that's not how I wanted that to happen in all yeah. the times rehearsing. But that's the shocking part right there. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. how did she take it? Well, I talked to um, her other daughter because then I was like, I want to see her for a while. <laughs> and she actually told me she was really comforted by that and that oh, made her feel much better. Yeah. 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 There's yeah. not a lot of drama that no. surrounds an occurrence at any point. Mm -hmm. The whole, the whole ghost adventures, ghost hunter show, um, drama. What, what's the word I'm looking for? Cat. There's a, there's a. They sensationalize a lot. Yeah, there's yeah, a, yeah that's the word. There's because... a script. There's a, um, I don't know. There's a cadence that they use that it doesn't really jibe with the way things actually go down. And it's certainly yeah. true. I've, I've noticed that, that watching these shows. Yeah. yeah. A lot of times yeah. the music, I find it difficult, like, because most of the day I'm at home painting and drawing. And I find those shows difficult to listen to because of the soundtrack. Yeah. Because yeah. it's oh, got yeah. so many of those weird sort of reverb noises and stuff. And it makes Stupid it booms. All of these, maybe every 10 years, there's something that I'm like, <gasps> that, that'll mm -hmm. get me. And then after a while, it's like, well, yeah, but well, we have no soundtrack. What, what are they going to do? Yeah it's, yeah, it's sort of, it's to amp it up and make it yeah. seem more scary. And mm -hmm. like you said, to add drama to something that's probably not really that dramatic. No. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So what about at uh, the reformatory? Because there, I'm sure that, like bad stuff happened there. Is there any residual effects to like bad experiences or like someone was murdered there or here at the house? No, no, no at, the uh, Ohio, Ohio the reformatory. Oh, wow. Yeah. We are we have changed locations. Sorry. Oh, oh. well, <laughs> I was just um, curious because obviously people come into your house. They're like, oh, I stayed here once or. I'm just passing through, so that's not really a traumatic event to them. But if someone died traumatically, like, do they come back all mean and want to scare you? Or okay, follow me on this. Hold on. Okay, the difference is, excuse me, having a milagro. The difference <laughs> is, um, Kelly's house is built on ley lines, right? Mm -hmm. And we do have underground water throughout our entire city. Um, we're along the river. So we've got a natural EMF, a naturally occurring EMF field on a consistent level. If you're talking about the reformatory, you go back to when Schofield um, put the plans together and he decided, well, we're going we're gonna to mine local limestone and we're going to have the prisoners dig that shit up, right? Mm -hmm. So he has, I don't know, it was 1890 something. 500 or so inmates dig up the limestone. So we've got traumatized individuals digging up rock that is horrifically embedded with quartz crystal and making building their own prison over top a water table. So what Schofield did was build a huge battery. Gotcha. Kelly's house is an accidental battery. I am of a firm opinion that Schofield did that shit on purpose. I have a really mm. sneaking suspicion that he might have been a Mason and just kept it on the DL. Uh -huh. um, so when the prison got created and there's you know four arms and two two central locations for admin, what he created was a massive battery that recorded every single shitty thing that happened from the time that somebody dug a rock out of the ground because mm. that was their trauma and it was embedded yeah. into that building. Kelly's house doesn't have trauma. It has a similar recording capability because of where it's located, but it's more of a familiar and familial mm -hmm. 
uh, recording. So it's it's based out of out of love and out of folks that that were sheltered rather than imprisoned. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah, it's a it's a good yeah. distinction. Yeah. Yeah. So like, just making it into more layman's terms, Ohio Reformatory is based on trauma. Mm-hmm. While your house, uh, Kelly, is on memories. Yes, memories. Some are good, some are bad, mostly mm-hmm. good and very mostly comforting. good. Some people are just passing through and they'll they'll be gone in yeah. a day or two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's yeah. that part that I have yet to figure that out. I know um Kelly's closet, she has um a really distinctly shaped footprint of her house, especially on the second level to where her closet was actually an exit. So there were steps going down from her second level mm-hmm. to behind us here. Okay. And okay. it would have been an exit and an entrance and possibly a place uh, where somebody stayed, a room. It's big enough for a room. Like, oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Also not big enough for all of her shoes. But I digress. <laughs> There's um, not a closet in existence that's big enough for any of that. No. Right. <laughs> and her shoes. So you gotta have shoes. Um, mm-hmm. There was a cholera epidemic here shortly after Kelly's house was built. And um fairly certain that a sick person was indeed in housed in that area. Just because it would have been open air. Mm-hmm. Yeah, had access to open air. They would have been separated from other residents, and also there is um, a pained and sorrowful well, entity in that area. That's my great uncle. He convalesced here for a year, and then that was after his car accident. Yeah. No. Oh, honey, yeah. didn't know that. I thought it was yeah. a sick person yeah. from cholera this whole time. No, which is. A little weird in the 1920s he was in a car accident for speeding the hell and actually what, he get up to yeah, 22 miles an hour probably <laughs> but but it no, killed he, he never recovered from that accident so mm-hmm. a year to 18 months later he died and that was his room oh wow. wow so that was prolonged <laughs> yeah yeah I, I could say that both of the stories like definitely yours, Kelly, but also yours, Shelly, are very probable because there were sickness rooms built in houses of that era mm-hmm. where people were cornered off from everyone else to keep everyone else from being sick. Yeah. The Rhodes Hotel comes to mind immediately mm-hmm. because they have a convalescent room at the end of their hallway and somebody died there and is said to haunt the hotel. And uh, so well, I'll say both. Time, he ended up with that room because mm-hmm. they came as farmers and then my uncle went to work at NCR, which you couldn't drive to Dayton from Bellbrook and come back in a day's time. That took too long. So he would stay there through the work week and come home on the weekend. And mm-hmm. there were nine brothers and sisters in this house. Wow. And he got this room. So he was the only one that was allowed to sleep in on the weekends because he worked mm-hmm. so hard through the week. Mm-hmm. And then that, of course, ended up being his room and where he was recovering after his accident. Right. Wow. So much interesting family history coming out here, too, which is which is interesting. Oh, yeah. 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 Talking about the rival families and stuff. I, I have family from Dayton, too. Uh, my grandfather, I think, was related to the Berries. Oh. Yeah. He used to be mayor of Clayton. So I have a lot of Dayton family. But if, oddly, all of them have left Ohio. Like most of my family, people that can Ohio. get out go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially there, there are still there still are some extended relatives, like in Centerville, Miamisburg kind of area. But most family has moved away. I mean, there's distant family still, mm-hmm. of course. But it, it it's always interesting to hear about the origins of these families and. Like there was, we went to a funeral a couple of years ago in Centerville and I found out about a bunch of family that was like at DAP at University of Cincinnati. Well, I, I was, oh, they were like, no. second, they were like second cousins and stuff. I didn't know who they were. Oh my God, Christina, you found out we were cousin, t- did you? I'm so sorry. Right. No, 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 I never did that. Did I I never did. Any of them. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, they were, they were, 
I didn't go out with any of them, but okay. but, <laughs> but they but I think one of them was like in fashion design and and I forget some but we were there at the same time. We just didn't know we were related or you know different yeah. last names and yeah. like Emily Berry. I don't, you know, I well the, this was. This was not their last name. I'll have to ask mom okay. what their last name was. But I think that was my grandfather that was related to the Berries. Okay. Uh, but my grandfather was a Snyder. And um, there's still a lot of, like, Cottermans around. And, you know, a lot of my family, like, on both sides from my mom, you know, lived in Dayton. And so, and have been there for a while. Huh. But it's, oh, wow. but... But yeah, it's it's kind of interesting when you hear these stories and then find out that you're related to people that are around yeah. the area. And, and, and my family didn't really ever leave. Like, yeah. I, I wanted I want to write a book for my grandchildren on all the homes that you drive through in town. I think one of my family members lived there. Um, oh wow! She has four grandchildren. She's older than me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, you are so like me and my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> because she doesn't age. She does not get old. It is bullshit. <laughs> the power of the house. That's Maybe. what it is. It, it's got like a vortex. Does it? You sure she's not killing virgins? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I don't know what's the basement look like. <laughs> it's scary. Oh, yeah, it's about also. the basement. Yeah, the basement it's a cellar. It's a cellar, and it yeah, definitely, definitely stigmatized. I cannot tell by what. I don't get the sense that it was ever a human thing. Um, never gotten an EVP there. Um, no communication. No comms. Period has ever occurred. No pictures. Nothing. But. Um, a lot of bumps, booms um, coming from the floor up from that area. I think it might have been a hiding place at some point for whatever reason. Perhaps, perhaps ducking uh, bad weather. You know, I don't know, but it's it's definitely a weird vibe down there. We over the years never gotten any. Mm verifiable evidence but do you yeah. have to run on a run up the stairs like <laughs> at your back you have to run real fast up no cellar? i do no. every night i have to get up to go to the bathroom there's somebody on hey 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 no oh. all the way up the steps oh. so, the worst, so just some I, questions the worst, your closet. <laughs> the worst part is her closet and the attic which has yet been unexplored because it's not uh, traversable. We can't get up there. Oh, oh. yeah. Okay. But someone's so, up there. Don't know. Oh, do you remember that picture? I was reading to Lila one night and I don't know why or how I have a picture of this, but if you look at it, there is a lady in a black dress and a black veil and it's creepy. Oh. And she's sitting right by the bed Ooh. while I'm reading to Lila. What? Wow. wow. I didn't. This is a photo you that. took? Yeah, this was a long time ago. It freaked uh, me out. Bitch! <laughs> <laughs> Why do you ever know about this photo? I don't know. I, I want to see this photo. Yes, I want to see this photo, see this too. Photo. <laughs> I, I, just have a, I just have a few questions. With the cellar, is there only one staircase in or out? Okay. Yeah. Well, there used to be a coal chute, which is covered up right now. So there was that additional okay. entrance. Um, is there a possibility that your house may have been on the Underground Railroad or on part of the um, rum running in the 1920s? Mm -hmm. Oh, no. no. I don't think so. In fact, mm -hmm. actually, the Hudsons are in the history book for being able to make their own corn whiskey. <laughs> there may be an answer there. So they didn't well, maybe bootlegging it. Yeah. <laughs> They they Maybe. were the source of the bootlegging. Yeah, I didn't find like any. my grandfather was a um, sailor on. Like he built boats for on Lake Erie, and he was commissioned to build rum running boats for the Purple Gang. So wow. he would 
do special little pockets all along the boat and they weren't huge boats these were just sailboats that you usually go yachting in and like in in the 1920s not like gigantic yachts these were like three person boats Mm -hmm. sailboats but yeah they would be full of rum and all these other things i feel like if they ended up in bellbrook though they were like screwed i think they actually got here they would be lost there wasn't a way in or out there's there were there was no other transportation Mm -hmm. if you got here it was by accident We've got, we had, we have a river, but it's not traversable by anything other than, well, not even, not even a flat boat. The the deepest parts wouldn't accommodate travel. Okay. It it wasn't necessarily just boats. There was also specialized cars and trucks. Like Mm. my other grandfather ran a truck for the purple gang and, uh, And uh, they had special um, places underneath the seats for all the booze. Dope. My yeah. grandfather was an Oklahoma Sioux Indian, and he just ran around creating franchises. So, like I was asking Christina, I've got cousins, aunts, uncles out there, three females deep, and God knows how many of them. And I was terrified. I was terrified of reproducing with somebody I was related to. It's it's entirely possible. I mean, when I went to high school, there was there was a uh, somebody that my brother almost went out with, and there was concern because they were re- might be related to us. Yeah, but that's they, why they, but he didn't go out with invented in the 1950s. Yeah, I wanted to make sure you were not genetically incompatible, but lower. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what they've said with all the... Oh, sorry, go on. No, I mean, that's the issue now with uh, sperm donation. Uh Uh-huh. That's true. That's true. But I was going to say, because they've said that that they're developing super family trees from all this Ancestry.com, and they're finding out people are much more related than they thought. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. While his cousin list is 3,000 people deep. Wow. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's okay to marry your third or fourth cousin right i, mean, I guess the <laughs> genetics are diluted did. enough to where you're not gonna sure. technically get... genetically yes it is safe to do anyone outside of one cousin away so <laughs> two and further away is safer <laughs> and it's better not knowing <laughs> it's better not knowing yeah so Wow, I, I know our hour has flown yeah, by. Yeah, I was going to say the hour has flown by, so we should probably I, I wrap believe, it up. I feel like we need to do another episode just talking oh, yeah, about we the performatory. Into- <laughs> yeah, we uh, well, okay. The next time we should probably just get on the EVP side of things because that's the most tangible evidence that we get here. Mm-hmm. Um, because we take tons of photos. We have tons of parties. Kelly hosts tons of parties. That's how we communicate here is through tequila and shame. And also um, we take lots and lots of pictures, but very few captures photographically, tons of EP of EVP evidence. So um, do you think film would be easier to capture something than digital? I don't know. I mean, she does. She takes photos here nonstop of the grandbabies, and she's constantly photographed the kids. And we have maybe six good pictures. Wow. Okay. You know, and Do you, yeah, we tried once uh, when my first grandchild was here, and you were over here. We were trying trying to get her to eat, and something. Oh, was yeah, talking something to her, and she was like look in the other way in oh, some wow. conversation and we couldn't get a picture of it but she was clearly distracted yeah <laughs> baby chloe was like not gonna eat unless you leave <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's yeah. really interesting yeah yeah well i, yeah, I think we on that note, we'll one. leave it yeah. so we can do a sequel and uh, I, I want to say thank you for writing in. We read your epi- your uh, story a few episodes ago in episode 97. And uh, yeah, it, it was such a great story. We wanted to have you on. So thank you for joining yeah, us tonight. Sure. Um, oh, it's it, been thanks, Penny, thank for you. introducing us. Yeah. Yeah. This was, yes, this was wonderful. Yes. It's a lot of fun. Oh, and, oh um, I'm on. I, I work with oh, yeah. uh, Myron St. John. He was my my 
the dude that ran the haunt at the prison years ago, he's got a new podcast. Am, are, am I cool to mention this? Or I don't oh, know. Yeah. Or, that that was do. my next question is okay. if there's anything social media or projects you want to mention, this is the time. Okay. Um, strange occurrences with Myron St. John. I don't know where it streams from. I, I'm sure I should probably figure that out. All he does is call and, and, and invites me onto a podcast and ask me questions. So. <laughs> Kind of like now. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's how you share information. That is how. <laughs> Generally He's a helps. fantastic resource, though. If you if you want to be put in touch, I will happily do that. Oh, that'd yeah. be wonderful. Yeah. Expose these two ladies to a lot of paranormal stuff. Oh. Yeah. You're, I will expose them like nipples. <laughs> is, is, is there any... Uh, Facebook or anything that I can follow you on. You don't have to say it publicly if you don't want me because oh, no, I really well, think absolutely. we need to be friends. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my, my book face name is Shelly Lauren. So that employers cannot, cannot find me by my last name. And also um, our, our evidence capture resource team, our field research team is called Parasense. The only reason I picked a name is because somebody forced me to. We do not have any t-shirts and i refuse <laughs> you don't have any black t-shirts or an acronym no acronyms <laughs> oh my goodness Over the days of your dead stretch marks <laughs> well i have an oh, acronym um, oh goodness but there you can find a lot of photos a few that we've taken here at kelly's house at other different locations but like i mentioned the best evidence here is the evp captures and i will be happy to to share those with you yeah. yes also- we'll, we'll do an evp show okay we haven't done one of those in a while so yeah yeah all right and then for everyone who's part of our you can find us at cincy cabinet of curiosities on instagram and also join our Facebook group or book face group, Home Down Haunts. And everyone, if you have your own paranormal experiences and like to share them with us on the show, you can email them to hometownhauntedmail at gmail.com. Thank you for joining us again, uh, Kelly and Shelly. This was wonderful. And also for Jen and Christina and myself. Thank you, everyone. Stay safe, stay healthy, and stay spooky. Good night. Stay weird. Bye. <laughs>